Hello, and welcome to Foul Puck, a podcast about sports ball for the rest of us. Unlike other sports ball podcasts, we talk about sports without assuming you out there in listener land know everything there is to know about nut shots and possum infestations. Hopefully, those things not at the same time. Uh, today <laughs> is April 27th. I am Rebecca, your uh, hockey host, and I am joined today by my friend Nancy. Basketball enthusiast, as per usual. And Rachel. Hi, that's me. Uh, <laughs> Are you the problem? It's you. Yes. I'm, I'm sad. I'm very sad about baseball. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. It's, so. it's the A's who are the problem, not you. I understand. Do you, do you want to kick off with the sadness? I guess. Might as well. Rip that band-aid. Get it over with. Well, I'll start with... I have a little bit of funny news and a lot of sad news. <laughs> So Wait, we'll do- start with the funny news. Okay. It, it can't really go the other way around, unfortunately. So the A's, oh. my team, uh, in addition to um, sucking colossally <laughs> bad. <laughs> and not in season, a good way. No, like, like, you know, worst record in the franchise at this point in the season oh. ever kind of bad. They've won five games. They've been playing almost a month. Ouch. Uh, yeah. So uh, it turned out, though, that they were their stadium or their the uh, Coliseum was uh, gaining a reputation for something other than baseball and other than the feral cats that have we've, mm. we've oh, talked the about. The feral before. cat colony. Yeah. That's yeah. Real. Uh, well, it turned out that uh, after the first week of the season, the uh, visiting team's broadcasting booth uh, that the, you know, whoever they're pair of guys usually guys come from out of town mm-hmm. travel with the team they couldn't use the visitor broadcasting booth because a feral possum had taken oh up God. residence <laughs> in i like booth. that you're specifying feral as opposed to all the domesticated possums the tame yeah. possums out yeah. there well i just i really want to emphasize the fact that it's feral and that it could not be caught oh my God. so i think like the first series was at home with the angels and then sometime after that, or maybe the Angels broadcasters just put up with it, but a feral possum, the possum took up residence in the walls of the broadcasting booth, and they spent like a week of away <laughs> games trying to lure the possum out. But the possum was too smart, I guess, and could not be lured out. So when the Mets broadcasting team came in, uh, they made it known that they were broadcasting from a different location. Oh my God. Then they showed a shot into the regular booth, but the... Here's the crazy thing. They made the camera guy stay in the booth with the possum. (laughs) I mean, I'd have been in there with snacks trying to make friends, but I realize that's not everybody's motivation. Yeah, Yeah, by the end of the day, that that possum would no longer be feral with Nancy in there. No. No. But no, also, you gotta, pay, you gotta be paying attention to the camera, though. You can't be <laughs> looking out for possums. And multitask. So I hope they gave that guy a pair of sturdy oh boots God. or something. <laughs> and hazard he pay. Was just, yeah, he was just all alone in the booth with a possum. Oh my God. I know, so, listen, wait, to was be this fair. a day game or an evening game? Because possums are crepuscular. That's true, but like. How does living in a stadium affect that? Yeah, that I don't know. It's a fair question. This is an artificial lighting possum. <laughs> but listen, to be fair, probably that possum could do better commentary than some of the people who do oh, commentary. Oh, Legit. I mean, yeah. All it has to do is scream in appropriate know, places okay. and be good. And yeah. uh, let's go to our, uh, our play-by-play commentator. 
So, at this point, when I found this out, I almost called for an emergency episode of the podcast. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, what better illustration of the clusterfuck that is the A's organization Mm -hmm. right now? I gotta say, it's a deeply Oakland moment, too. Like, that just feels like quintessentially Oakland, that, like... There's a possum living in the walls of the sports teams. And we've just we've just given it the booth. Like yeah, we we just ceded the territory because like what else are you gonna do? Now, did the A's social media team respond to any of this by tweeting like Andy Dwyer and Leslie Nope gifts? No, they should have. I don't know if they tweeted about it at all. I don't remember seeing it or if they were just like hiding their shame. (laughs) If the possum took over social media, also also possible. I'm surprised nobody made a Twitter account for the... That's the problem. For real. We missed our calling. You probably yeah. couldn't set up a fake Twitter account now. Oh, well, I don't know. That's, that's all you can true. set up these days. Well, you pay eight dollars okay. you can do whatever you want. That's true. Mm. Um, yeah. Can we get it a million followers and a check mark? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, but with the way the check marks are going, the uh, million followers are not going to be the people that we want. Uh, it's a possum account who cares <laughs> anyway yeah we're not here to talk about the twitter meltdown we're here to talk about no, the A's meltdown and yeah. different meltdown yeah um so so do you have any have... do you have any idea why they're struggling so much right now like can you attribute this to like half the team is yeah. injured and they're playing with minor leaguers or what no, there, there's no on-field reason for it. It's the, the organization just doesn't give a shit. Like, that's Ooh. that's the biggest illustration here is that's that the they worst. just don't care. Like, the Coliseum has been let fall into disrepair, um, which was, you know, probably an intentional bargaining chip for everything. I'm sure. But, yeah, now we have to get to the sad news. Um, about, I don't know, a few days ago, they announced that the A's organization has purchased land in Las Vegas to build a new stadium. Oh, no. So it is not 100% that they are moving to Las Vegas, but it is 95. Oh, gross. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, I haven't been following all of this. I, you know, I don't really want to go back and look at all this because this has been a years, if not decades long right. problem with Oakland, that the Coliseum was falling into disrepair. Mm-hmm. Um, the team wanted a new stadium, but they could not reach a deal with the city of Oakland. Uh, likely because uh, Fisher, the the owner, yeah. just will not shell out money, and mm-hmm. Oakland kind of got screwed with the Raiders. Um, yeah. So, uh, it, and it sounded like I saw somebody reporting that the actual putting I I don't know if they purchased it or like put a down payment or something, but that mm-hmm. was supposed to be like a huge bargaining chip, and the the Oakland mayor just said, "No, we're done. That's it." Oh wow. Yeah. So. So is it the mayor like miracle? Is the mayor facing around. any like backlash for just letting the no, team go? No, At this be, point, no. Because okay. the city, I mean, this has been going on for years and years, and they've done like right. City I just votes on it, and like I just would have assumed that having a major league team there is a big revenue generator, but maybe not. People are pissed not. about how this has all gone. Yeah, and and I mean, we talked. I think we talked about this last time. There was an A's game. Like a middle of the week A's game a couple weeks ago that uh, had an attendance of like 3,400 people, which was <gasps> less people, fewer, fewer people, 
pardon the grammatical error it's there. Fine. It, this is a in... sports podcast, not a grammar <laughs> podcast. They're all grammar <laughs> podcasts. Uh, <laughs> they had fewer people at that game than 11 minor league games across the country on that Yikes. same night. Yeah. Um, so the, the Oakland fan base is small, unfortunately. Okay. Um, well, and I got to say, I think the Oakland fan base has shrunk in a large part because of how the team yes. has been managed in recent years and, this and year, how so, this has all dragged on and like, like they yeah. have been tanking the team for a while intentionally. Yeah. They have, there's a joke about like A's being the, the minor league team for the rest of the, uh, the rest of the league, because, you know, mm-hmm. we bring up players like Matt Chapman, Matt Olson. And then mm-hmm. as soon as they can demand a higher salary, ship them off mm-hmm. to somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And the big, the big thing this year is so last year we were, shit too. bottom of the american league i think only the nationals were worse had a worse record coming out they raised ticket prices mm-hmm. <gasps> this season oh wow yeah mm-hmm. uh, for yeah. essentially to drive the attendance down to you wow know, push to justify yes. yeah yeah so and this is the thing where i get pissy because like oakland in the last 10 years has m- maybe maybe less than that maybe like six years has lost their NFL team, the Raiders, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which who fucking cares? But it's part of a bigger issue, right? Right. Uh, the Warriors are still in the area, but they did move from Oakland to San Francisco. So even mm-hmm. though they're still around, there are feelings mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and the the Oracle Arena where the Warriors played was literally next door, like on the same plot of land to the mm-hmm. Coliseum where the A's yeah. play, A's mm-hmm. and the Raiders play. Um, and now they're losing the A's. So it's three major league sports teams that were in Oakland at the beginning of the decade and now are all going to be I, When I moved out here. When you yeah. moved out here, yeah. <laughs> were the Raiders still here then? They, we, they were still playing. Like, they had made yes. the deal okay, they made move, the but, deal, they but they were still playing, still playing. Here for two more okay. seasons. Yeah. But, and I, my, my petty feelings about this are that on the surface, that looks like Oakland is a bad place for teams. And I don't Mm -hmm. think that's it at all. Mm -hmm. Both the Raiders and the A's, uh, it was entirely because they're both moving to Vegas. It was about what the owners wanted and what the owners thought was going to be like most lucrative specifically for them. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And with the Warriors, it's, I mean, it's still money. Like San Francisco, they could move across the Bay and like, raise ticket prices right. and build a whole new venue and oracle right. was old it was smaller like the chase center is much fancier it's much nicer it's a brand new venue just for the warriors who had been winning championships like i understand why that happened it's not to me as bad as the raiders and the a's but it's it's definitely a related thing mm-hmm. but i feel like the oakland sports fan base is still there like if somebody wanted to like invest in the Oakland, in the East Bay sports fan base and like actually invest in it and put some money there. And I think it's all there. I think they could really make it worth their while. But now it's got this taint of like all these teams left. Well, there's a small chance. Well, so, okay. So now next step, what happens? Because Mm -hmm. like they have the land in Las Vegas, but ain't no stadium there. Right. So the earliest they could get, if they broke ground tomorrow, they could get everything up and running by the 2027 season. Mm -hmm. Wow. So what do the A's do until then? Right. Well, uh, the team has a lease with the Coliseum through the, through next season. So through the 2024 season, Um, that still leaves two years. Um, So there's the question of what would happen. 
Well, they could, the most likely, and they, the article I was reading, most likely and most depressing option is that they just extend the lease two more years. Right. And for four years, we have a lame duck team Ugh. here um, playing to nobody, uh, probably not getting more competitive because they're not going to spend money while the team's still here. But, um, but I'm sorry, doesn't yeah. it still benefit the owner and the league and the team to build up the team now? Because if you move a shit team to a new city, who's going to go want to see that shit team? I don't know. I mean, I don't understand the economics of how you can own a team. And even if it's losing and nobody's coming to the games, you're still, you're still printing money. Yeah. Um, So I don't, I don't pretend to know the economics. This is why we're not billionaires. Um, It just, yeah, it just definitely seems like they're, why would they invest in the team while it's still here? Mm -hmm. You know? Right. Um, because if you did have a major league, that was the whole thing. I was making jokes on Twitter about it's the, the movie switched from major league to Caddyshack with the rodent infestation. <laughs> but um, so even if you did have a, a, you know, the movie major league, the plot of that happening where they came back and won the entire thing, that's not good for the uh, ownership either. Cause they've now invested money in this place in Las Vegas. And um so I just don't think there's any reason for them to bother with Ugh. anything while the team yeah. is still here. Yep. I think that's true. That's the other awful. option is after the 2024 season, they move to a uh, minor league ballpark in Las Vegas. They already mm-hmm. have one. The Las Vegas Aviators, I think, mm-hmm. is the minor league affiliate that's there. Um, and it can happen, like in the the um, the shortened covid season when the blue jays had to stay mm-hmm. in the country because mm-hmm. they they couldn't mm-hmm. go back and forth to canada they played in minor league ballparks in um dunedin florida and buffalo new york mm-hmm. but i mean that was for a shortened season but also the a's are a team that very few people want to see right now Jeez. so that's that's one option but then the, they would have to actually have to share with the minor league that's team hilarious at that point that's because so the minor funny. league has nowhere to go right mm-hmm. so well i mean that's, so uh, the Arizona Coyotes, the hockey team, they had to foreclose on their stadium. Uh, and they, this season, have been playing in a collegiate ice rink. So oh, that's they, right. I it seats like 5,000 people. So it yeah. can be done. Yeah, I don't know that, that any university in Las Vegas would have the sporting facilities sure. necessary for that. I don't know. But the, the third and the weirdest option... Um, they could split, the A's could split time in the, uh, not Candlestick Park, the new Giants mm-hmm. stadium. They could mm-hmm. share the Giants, essentially. Oh. Uh, I think that's the least likely to happen, but I guess there has been talk about it as an option, which that, that would be so weird. messy. I have to interrupt this just to let you all know that my computer background, which, like, cycles through photos every half hour, mm-hmm. has cycled to a painting of the Mona Lisa cradling a possum. <laughs> <laughs> They're always listening. They are. They're I just always needed you to know that. Listening. Yeah. So that's where the A's are at. Um, it does play into some, some bigger sport wide news uh, for the MLB because uh, they've been talking about expanding again, adding mm-hmm. two new teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but the commissioner has said, uh, that the the A's and the Rays needed to work out their um, oh interesting their venue problems first. I'm not sure what the Rays, what the status of that because I can barely keep up with this shit in Oakland. Um, but Fair. 
the Rays are doing phenomenally this season. They opened, they won the first 13 or 14 games of the season. Wow. Yeah, it. I think it tied the record for in the modern era, most wins to begin the season. Um, and I believe they're still like a 750 win percentage or something. Wow. So it would be great for them if they just, I don't know if attendance is, is matching their, uh, how well they're doing. But it would be great if they could leverage that into a nicer, nicer ballpark. So yeah. anyway, so then there's the talk of where would the two teams be added. Um, they're looking at Nashville, Charlotte, uh, somewhere in Tennessee. No, that is, that's Nashville. Nashville. That's Nashville. Tennessee, Nashville. Yeah. Um, one other place. And Salt Lake City is a possibility. They used to have one. Did they? A major league I think team? so. Maybe it was only minor league, but they used to. They had the uh, the buzz. As far as I know, that wasn't. Major yeah, league. I don't think that okay. was MLB. Um, but so that and this article that I read uh, may have given me some false hope because they were talking about it, and this is probably like a very, very uh, small chance of that ha- this happening. But the scenario was the A's move out of town, become the Las Vegas team. Oakland kind of figures out what it wants to do on its own builds up the Howard terminal area mm. that they've been talking about. Um, because that was not supposed to be just sports. It was supposed to be right. like the revitalized the whole, the whole development. Thing. Yeah. Because I think part of the problem is now where the, the um, Coliseum and the Oracle are is very industrial. Like there is nothing around mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of an Island on its own. So if mm-hmm. they could build up this Howard terminal area, potentially attract a new franchise one of the new Mm -hmm. franchises i don't think that's likely to happen that'd be amazing though it would be amazing but sadly i yeah no you're probably right but it would be cool so i i just did a quick look up on the rays arena which is tropicana Mm -hmm. field yeah um (laughs) uh, sports illustrated did an article recently where they uh ranked all 30 mlb stadiums and the uh, Ray Stadium came in dead last. Uh, Behind the Coliseum. Yeah, one of the things they wrote was the trop. Quote: The trop is so bad that even though the Rays have reached the playoffs in four consecutive years, attendance is steadily declining. Tampa Bay wow. attracted 1.51 million fans in 2013, but just 1.13 million last year. That's 13,927 yeah. per game, third worst in the majors. Yeah, I've I've been there a couple of times. I didn't think it was that bad. The Coliseum um, is a, second last. Yeah, um, but also I've got the Coliseum to compare it to. Right. Um, I have been to the Marlins Park, and that's but that was new, newly built in like 2010. So it's the tro- the Tropicana Field was like state of the art in 1992 or right. something mm-hmm. when right. the, the Rays started. Yeah, and it's just this big. It does have a big concrete bunker feel to it. So I, I can understand. Sports Illustrated wrote that the uh, Coliseum is, quote, just as charmless as Tropicana Field, but at least you can enjoy the sunshine. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Tropicana Field is, is covered, which is, right. you know, nice for Florida afternoons, but it, it does really kind of cut you off from, you know, it feels it, baseball feels like a sport that's supposed to be played outdoors. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. At least the Marlins yeah. Stadium, they don't open the, the lid as much as I think they should, but they can also open the, the kind of side vents and, and have some kind of air circulation. Side but yeah, vents. I don't know, whatever you call them, windows. 
It's <laughs> what a bit of it. But they're like totally, they're like floor to ceiling. Right. Wall yeah, yeah, no, I that, get you. It's just open up. funny. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. So was there any update on the Rays situation or that was just a ranking of the... Uh, so it looks like the team has promised that the proposed, that their current lease expires in 2027 and they've promised that their new ballpark is going to be completed by 2028. Does um, it say where it's going to be? I know that was an issue. Uh, no, it's, um, I don't think so. Wait a minute. Uh, yeah. So there, it sounds like they're going to stay basically where they are, that they're not going to move to um, Tampa. They're going to stay in St. Petersburg. Okay. Even though they're called the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a twin city situation there. Yeah. They're like right next to each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're going to I'm sorry, Rachel. lose the A's. And at this point, uh, I'm not sure even the fans care. Yeah. At, yeah. At one point, you know, when the they talked about how low the attendance was, that mm-hmm. there was a fan push to put together a, re- a reverse boycott on June 13th <laughs> and, and try to fill up the stadium. Because say, what does that even mean? Because uh, it looks like they're doing a boycott now. Right. Uh, yeah. But they're not. But try to fill up the stadium on June 13th. I don't even know if that's still going to happen. Yeah. I don't know if it would, would mean anything. Or, I mean, it would mean something to the team, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, I feel bad team. for those guys. Yeah, that's gotta no. suck for all of them. And they got a lot of young guys, you know. And mm-hmm. <sighs> well, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that they'd have a lot of young guys because the old guys get a say in where they go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, young guys and guys at the very end of their careers, right, I right. think, is is what's going on now. Oh, I mean, they have had some exciting things that have happened. Uh, no, not really. I was never <laughs> mind. I was thinking, thinking there's somebody on the Marlins. <laughs> Like, I I get that sports, the way we do them here, are inherently capitalistic, but this feels like an issue where, like, capitalism is dictating the sport, and that's just such a shame. It is. It's real shitty when that happens, and that very much is the vibe. Like, one of the things that made me a little crazy about this, and I don't remember the details because this was, like, last year, but when I was reading stuff about, like them when they were still actively trying to make the Howard terminal thing happen. Mm -hmm. Like I remember reading all this stuff about how like the idea with the city was, you know, they'd build this, build out this area and it would be a ballpark and it would be restaurants and it would be shopping center. And it would be like, Mm -hmm. you know, and part of what they were trying to do was to include things that would not only, you know, be attractive to the community but would also be investments in the community Uh and to make things accessible for lower income folks Uh because san francisco you know especially the whole downtown area where all the ballparks are is just like intensely full of rich people right Uh okay oakland is a much poorer city and so parts of oakland parts of oakland but overall like the 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 per capita income is much lower than san francisco um, and the Howard Terminal area and the area where the Coliseum is right now are, are definitely like industrial, like low, low income areas. And part of what the city of Oakland was trying to do was to get the ballpark to commit to investing in the city as part of this whole okay. thing okay. in order for the city to agree to also put up money because mm-hmm. the, right. otherwise it was going to be the city just sort of like building a ballpark with right. no 
you know, and it's like, you guys are the rich ones, actually. Like, right. you, the team owner, you billionaire, yeah. like, you, you know. And and it was just so clear that, like, the A's owner was just, like, completely uninterested in doing anything for the local Jeez. community. which Yeah, because it doesn't like, benefit him. Right, nope. exactly. Like, God. way to be a shitbag, dude. Well, I'm sorry, Rachel. Yes. I I know what it's like to like lose faith in your team and the organization and it kind of takes the wind out of your sails and it sucks. So I'm genuinely sorry. Yeah, we'll also, see what like, happens. Vegas? Why? I know. Fuck Vegas, man. Why? Like, oh, they I mean the article I was reading was also saying I should pick up this guy's name because I'm I'm referencing this article so much. <laughs> um you know, that when the Raiders moved there, that made a little bit more sense. Uh, this is Zach Kreiser uh, mm. for Yahoo Sports. Um, because, you know, football teams have like eight or nine home games a year. They're mm-hmm. all on weekends. Mm-hmm. So for Vegas, which is obviously so dependent mm-hmm. on tourism, you you could make a destination out of it, right? For mm-hmm. a, right, a sure. weekend ball game, you know, do a whole mm-hmm. weekend mm-hmm. in Vegas, see the ball game on mm-hmm. Sunday. But Major League, you're, you've got, you know... 80 games, 81 games, uh-huh. home games a year. Do they have an economy that could sustain that? Or well, not an economy, but like a fan base. Yeah. Or... Right. I mean, the way that the, I mean, still fuck Vegas. I hate that city. But <laughs> the way that like the locals have embraced the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, they've gone nuts. That probably is yeah. what's driving this a little bit. Because I mean, there are not as many hockey games in a season as there are baseball games, but there are significantly more than football. You know, football. there are, there are yeah. 41, 40 to 41 home games in a season, and that place is packed. So but they did mention the Golden Knights, but as a statistical outlier, because they came out of the gate and didn't they win the whole thing in their first? No, they absolutely the did they, not win the. They got to the <laughs> finals. They got to the finals where the uh-huh. Washington Capitals. Beat them in game five. Apologies, Rebecca. Apologies. But my point was, for the first season of a hundred percent, yes. That's fucking phenomenal. That doesn't happen. No, it absolutely does not. Yeah. So the question of what the A's are even going to look like when they get to to Las Mm -hmm. Vegas and whether that's Mm going to last. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Well, and if say Vegas is not just Vegas, like there are a lot of small cities in the, yes. the wider surrounding area yes. that, that will feed into that in a way that is not necessarily as true of a metropolis. Right. But, but yeah, still. Yeah, I, don't, I don't even know how many people are, are in that. You know, well, greater. and yeah, and to yeah. be fair, the part of Vegas that I hate is the Strip. And that's the part that, like, yeah. that's the, the only part that I ever go be. to. I know, I know. <laughs> the ballpark is not on the Strip. <laughs> um, yeah, and they were they were also saying uh, that it would have, it might have similar problems to the Rocky Stadium. Like the, the um, uh, altitude. Altitude. Thank you. I was getting elevation. It was coming out. <laughs> elevation. Elevation. Yeah. That's the name um, of this episode. Elevation and altitude of that stadium. <laughs> it's obviously not as high as uh, Coors Field, but it is like 2,000 feet above sea level and the air is very dry. Mm-hmm. So the problem the Rockies have, which has been reflected in their uh, record for the past few years, is that the hitters struggle real hard when they're not in that mm. 
thin oh, air because they get so used to interesting to yeah. how the ball moves. Yeah, and it just you get somewhere more humid. Like here in the evening when Carl rolls in, Carl mm-hmm. just kills fly balls, just knocks mm-hmm. them right out of the air. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean these are all variables that I don't know. I want to wonder about the heat, but I guess like all the Texas teams and stuff have to deal with that too. So mm-hmm. they wouldn't be alone in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, staying uh, hydrated is a thing. The The stadium they have planned would have a covering. Right. Um, yeah. You'd have to. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Some playing in Vegas in the summer would be rough. Pretty brutal. Yeah. 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 It, it, I mean, it would have all the same factors that we talked about with the World Cup in, in Qatar. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Only every year. Yeah. God. And Vegas. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep so us we'll, up to we'll date see on what that. what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, go Marlins. Yeah, the Marlins are doing, the Marlins are above Yay! 500 right now. That's great. They're solidly middle of the pack, which is great. A's who? Marlins, yay! So what is your what is your backup plan here, Rachel? Are you going to become a Mariners fan, a Giants fan? What do you? I've I've given you don't you don't have to pick up a new team. It's okay to just let one go. You don't (laughs) don't you don't need to. I don't know. I'll see. I did watch like I watched the Giants play the Marlins, and that was fun. And I I thought about picking up the Giants. Um, I mean, it'd be an easy option. So the Giants this season. On paper, they're by a lot of statistical measures, they're doing mm-hmm. really well. Mm-hmm. They're not winning games, though, uh. is the problem. So I think the Rockies are still rock bottom, but the Giants aren't aren't far from them. So well, they've struggled. There's, there's also something about, like, even when a team is doing well on paper or winning games, like the Tampa Bay Lightning is, they're in the playoffs. They're losing their series, which is fine. Um, but they're, they're on paper, they're a really good team. I find them so fucking boring. Like (laughs) just because they're a, they're a good team on paper doesn't make them a great team to root for. So just, just go where your heart leads you. Yeah, that's true. And I should give them a a better chance and later on into the season. I did kind of like their broadcasters that they weren't Dallas Brayton, but who is? No one. Um, a possum. Only no, Dallas Brayton. Only Dallas Brayton and that <laughs> possum. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that, but the, that has the potential to be an extremely frustrating team. You know, when they're they're doing really well in some aspects, they mm-hmm. just can't mm-hmm. close out the games. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty hard to watch. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Nancy, I'm going to go ahead and switch gears here, and mm-hmm. I would like to know about nut shots. <laughs> <laughs> There Something have been a, a lot of them in the NBA playoffs this year. I don't know what is going around. What is in the air? I have no clue. But there have been a number of guys who have picked up fouls of various kinds for whacking some other dude in the balls. So this is like using your parts of your body to flail yes. into somebody else's yes. dangle. Yes. Yes. Wow. Precisely. Unclear, That's the question. Likely. 
Um, you know, when somebody asks that question, is it on purpose? I always want to be like, no, it's an accident. But then you see these athletes do things that are absolutely incredible. And you're reminded the kind of body control that they have. And then I'm like, oh, no, that was on purpose. You (laughs) absolutely poked him in the balls on purpose. Yeah. There was some some podcast I was listening to this week on The Athletic where somebody uh, described one of the ones that I saw as... So somehow a play to steal the ball involves running the back of your hand straight in between your opponent's legs. Wait, that was a podcast and not a porn? Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, But it was uh, Dylan Brooks and I think it was LeBron. He whacked LeBron in the nads and he's like going to steal the ball and yet somehow manages to just like, smack the back of his hand straight into yeah i heard about that that one was on purpose though i feel like they've all been on purpose it's happened in the eastern conference it's happened Mm -hmm. in the western conference like it's it's just going around and i i it's genuinely mystifying and also (laughs) i'm just like what like are you all just horny like what are we doing seriously do we just cop in a feel like i don't know i don't know but it has been entertaining on some level sure but yeah. Do they, like, what kind of fouls do they get for that? Or do they get called on that? Is it like interference? Uh, Okay. No, so it's, it depends. Uh, It could be a flagrant, um, depending on how much injury you cause. And uh, I believe, I don't remember, I, I want to say, and somebody should fact check me on this, because this is like me vaguely remembering a thing I may or may not have seen. Um, but I want to say there was an ejection for one of them in the Eastern Conference because of like unsportsmanlike conduct or something like that, you know. So it depends on the severity, because you can totally legitimately accidentally punch somebody in the nads during during basketball. Like that is possible. It's just that these have not seemed like that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. the, the concentration here at the. And yeah, it makes you wonder. Suspect. Makes you wonder. So has yeah. Draymond in- involved himself in any of he's these not, nut shots? He's not. He was involved in an entirely different scandal. Yeah, yeah. I saw the chest stomping. That was something. Yeah. That Excuse was, me. Yeah. So, so here's the, so let's talk about the Warriors, shall we? <laughs> so the Warriors are the sixth seed in the West, and they have been playing the Kings, the Sacramento Kings, uh, who are the third seed. Uh, Rebecca, as I was telling Rachel in our previous episode, all four California teams made the playoffs this year, which has never happened before. Um, So the Lakers have been playing the Memphis Grizzlies, the Clippers have been playing, I think, the Suns, and the Warriors and the Kings have been playing each other. Um, The Kings have been... I think they haven't made the playoffs in like 16 years. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I have to keep reminding myself that they're good. That now. they're not I terrible. That. I know it's. <laughs> I feel like we're rehashing a lot of we're, things. We're we, all saying we're, it. We're all, like, all saying yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the fun part is that uh, one of the reasons the Kings are doing so well is that they got a new coach this year, Mike Brown, who worked under Steve Kerr for six years coaching the Warriors to multiple championships. Mm-hmm. So Mike Brown knows what's up. He's a great coach. He's got some good young talent on the Kings, and they've been having a great season. Um, they their their best player is this guy named De'Aaron Fox, who is terrific. He has been really outstanding, uh, and they have some other good players as well. And one of their players is a is a big uh, named Demontis Sabonis. Uh, I think he's. Just describe him as a big. Yeah. 
Okay. That's what they're called. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> Are they like in seven sororities? One. Like, that's the only... <laughs> what? <laughs> they called their bigs and littles. That's the only association I have for that anyway. <laughs> I've never heard that one, so okay. But I uh, never had any real interaction with sororities either. Uh, Lucky. So, yeah. Yeah, same. Uh, benefits of being poor. <laughs> I think my cousin was in one. Uh, anyway, DeMontis Sabonis. Uh, so the, the games between the Warriors and the Kings have actually been really incredible. They've been very tight. They've both, both teams have been playing really well. Both teams like to go fast. Uh, and shoot a lot of shots so like it's kind of exhausting to watch the games like they're just back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back you know whereas like some games are sort of like grinded out basketball right Mm -hmm. like you get the ball and you take your time and you pick your shot and you Mm -hmm. bump with the other guys and like no this has been like run from one end of the floor try and get the bucket up run to the other end of the floor try and get the bucket up um so the first game the kings won just barely it was very close but they won uh, the second game, they also won. Again, it was pretty tight. Um, and in that game, one of the things that happened was uh, Sabonis and Draymond were kind of getting into it a bit. Um, and at one point, Sabonis fell down and like, like you know, f- flopped. I mean, it wasn't a big deal. It was He was under the basket. He was going up for rebound or something, mm-hmm. you know, and like fell to the ground mm-hmm. in the way that basketball players do. Um, but as he fell, he tangled up with Draymond's legs and Draymond, you know, is falling and trying to balance himself and, and kind of puts a foot on on Sabonis's chest to just like balance himself. Like it was not, you know, it was very much a, I'm going to fall. I'm just trying to put my foot uh-huh. on the ground. And Sabonis then grabs that foot as Draymond tries to run back to the other end of the floor with the rest of his team, right? Like, uh-huh. so Sabonis commits the first foul. He grabs on. I thought he grabbed his other shirt. foot, but right. grabs the one that's on like his his. It was like his solar plexus. He hangs on to it very clearly. Like this is obviously I am slowing you down because I'm on the floor and you're going to beat me back there if I don't slow you down. Uh-huh. Draymond takes this as a personal challenge, of as course. Draymond does, and then pushes off rather firmly from Sabonis. Sabonis was fine. He made a big, big deal out of it because this is what he does. And then went on to play the last seven minutes of the game, including putting down a big dunk. So like not actually injured in any way, apparently had some minor bruising. Like, you know, but so he got, he got a foul uh, for, for grabbing and Draymond uh, got ejected from the game for that. The problem is that Draymond then also got suspended for game three. Mm-hmm. Um, is that and... a, when you get ejected from a game, do you get an automatic one game suspension? No. Oh, okay. No, you do not. Okay. Um, you can get ejected from the game for a flagrant two foul, which is what this was ruled, which is excessive physical contact. Okay. Or like malicious intent uh, on sportsmanlike conduct. So they gave him a flagrant two and ejected him. And that's usually considered enough unless it was like, you know, punches thrown. You know, like somebody is bleeding, right? Like usually a flagrant two and an ejection settles the matter. And it was very clear that Sabonis was not innocent in this. He also got a foul, like, in the moment. Like, mm-hmm. there was never any question of, like, was this one-sided? Was this Draymond being a bully? 
that was it was clearly a provoked response it was an over response mm-hmm. also clearly but it was not like Draymond just set out to beat on Sabonis who is significantly larger than him for the record but like nobody expected Draymond to get suspended sure everybody all the talking heads the team the coach the media they were all like well this this was enough he got mm-hmm. thrown out the last seven minutes of this very important game like clearly Mm -hmm. That settles it. Mm -hmm. But then the league suspended him and cited a history of previous conduct. And that pissed a lot of people off. Sure. But are they wrong? Yes. The the league is wrong to do that because Draymond has already been punished for each of those. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I hear you. This is that's very common in hockey as well. As you get a history of events and suspensions and um, discipline, your punishments and sentences, quote unquote, get harsher as you go along. Regardless of the fact that you've, quote unquote, served your time, they, at least in the NHL, they see that increasing punishment as a deterrent from future bullshit. The NBA does not typically do that, and they have not done that to other guys in the NBA okay. who have done similar things. Okay. That's part of the problem is that Dylan Brooks... It's inequitable treatment. LeBron, exactly. It's it's inequitable treatment. Um, yeah, that, and, that can't stand. And the other piece is that the NBA typically does not do this sort of thing during the playoffs. Right. If they're gonna If they're going to respond and punish you for your history, they'll do it during the regular season. But they really try not to mess with the playoffs in as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not to say they won't suspend somebody during the playoffs. They will and they have if there's a real, you know, like a big Mm -hmm. issue. But this was not nearly on the level of things that they typically do that for. Okay. Yeah, but it, I don't know, just stomping on a guy's chest while he's down. Yeah, that's not a good look. No, it was definitely not a good look. I'm not defending that. But he very easily could have been very badly injured in a life-threatening way i well i hear what you're saying but i don't think that's true because i think draymond knew exactly what he was doing and how he was doing it but also nancy what if it was the other way around and it was draymond on the ground who got stomped on would you be calling for a suspension of the player who stepped on him honest question i'm not honest question no i don't think i would um because he got ejected in the game the Kings went on to win. He, you know, was so clearly uninjured and he started it. Like if, if Draymond was laying on the ground, hanging onto somebody else's foot, clearly preventing them, I would be like, fucking Draymond, he's doing it again. Mm-hmm. Like he shouldn't have done that. He got what was coming to him. Okay. You know, like that's, I don't think I would be calling for them to suspect. If, if they had let the play go on and had not thrown the guy out, I would feel differently. Okay. If they had just said foul on the floor I would be saying, no, they need to do something about this. Okay. But but it was that piece that they did, you know, they did take the action in the moment and then further added on. Okay. And, like, I, this is not just me. This is, like, literally sure. everybody who right. talks about this stuff was, like, this was a shock. This was not an expected thing. This yeah. Was, you know. Yeah. So... Well, I do so want to anyway. I do want to validate your uh, assessment of the playoffs. There's a Mashable article. I just I went to look up uh, what you had mentioned about the eject- ejection about nut shots. Mm-hmm. There's a Mashable article by Tim Marson 
Uh, did you just Google NBA nut shots? I Googled, no, I did not Google nut shots. <laughs> I Googled okay. ball tapping NBA playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> so this article by Tim Marson is titled, The NBA Playoffs Have Been Defined by One Thing, Nut Shots. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so the incident you were referencing in game three between the mm-hmm. Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets um Sixers center Joel Embiid fell and got stepped Embiid. over oh thank you I'm sorry fell mm-hmm. and got stepped over by Nick Claxon which is apparently a huge sign of disrespect in the NBA so mm-hmm. Embiid responded with a with a kick towards Claxon's downtown um it did not get him ejected from the game but then later on um James Harden mm-hmm. appeared to perhaps accidentally swipe at the groin of a Nets player, Royce O'Neal, and he got ejected from that game. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. so not even the same guy, a different guy on yep. the same team. Yep. I'm telling you, it's all over. It's yep. wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a whole thing There's right something now. Something in the Gatorade this yeah. year. And I then guess. actually Dylan Brooks, who was the one who mm-hmm. who took a shot at LeBron, he also got booted from the game. Yeah, that's right. He did. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's a whole thing. But so so Draymond got suspended. The Warriors came back in game three. It, you know, the Kings had the first two games at their arena. Uh, the Warriors had the next two games in San Francisco. Warriors came back and beat the Kings without Draymond, which was great. And in fact, we got to shout out Kevon Looney, who is like the unsung hero of the Warriors always. Um, he's just a terrific center. He got, I think, 22 rebounds, um, which is amazing. It's a really great number. Um, and then they won again in game four with Draymond back. Um, and then last night they went to they went back to the Kings uh, and they won a third game, so it's now 3-2, nice. which is great. And they did it well. Uh, you know, it, it didn't... The game three, game four was very, very tight, and it really could have gone either way. Like, that was one of those where the Warriors got lucky to walk away with it. Game three was rough, because I saw, I saw exactly the last mm-hmm. 42 seconds of game three, and they were... <laughs> Too tense. Yeah. I could not have handled more of that game. Yeah, that whole game was that way. Um, but then last night's game was pretty solidly like, you know, the, the Kings tried and they were playing well, but it just... So the Warriors are up 3-2. They go back to Sacramento tomorrow. Um, I hope they can just put it away, but we'll Wait, I thought see. they were playing here. Nope. Mm-mm. Oh. Okay. Uh no, you're right. It's yeah, because they the yeah, big they deal is that they won on the road. Sacramento. Yeah, you're right. You're right. This also makes uh, twenty eight straight playoff series that the Warriors have won a road game in, which is like an NBA record by a shit ton. Wow. Uh, yeah. So that's and the thing that the Warriors do that's super fun to watch is that they figure other teams out. And so once they have figured out how to beat you, it's uh-huh. really hard to come back from that. Um, and they, they do very much seem to have figured the Kings out. So I, I am, I mean, You're hopeful. the Warriors drop things. They, they get, the things that the Warriors do are they get sloppy because they get too confident or they get too excited and they just get loose with the ball. Um, loose balls or, can't have that. 
Mm-hmm. No, you really can't, um, especially not when you're playing a fast team. Or uh, nut shots are going around all the time. Or nut shots yeah. are going around, yeah. Uh, or they get like too, too, too cocky, basically, where they just start taking shots that they really like, even they mm-hmm. shouldn't take. Mm-hmm. You know, like with Stefan with Clay, it's always like, is there a shot they shouldn't take? They make a lot of those ones, but there are some shots even mm-hmm. they should not take. Um, so we'll see. It's certainly this is still not the impossible. first round, right? This is still mm-hmm. the first round. Okay. It's not impossible that they would piss it away and run out, but it's not looking likely. Yeah. It's probably going to be Warriors and six. It might be Warriors and seven. It's probably not. Will Knockwood be Kings and seven. Um, but the playoffs have been really interesting in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Miami, which was the eighth seed, just very authoritatively knocked off the first seed. Uh, so that's fun. They did it in five games. Wow. So, a gentleman's yeah, sweep. Yeah. Yeah. And they've been just playing out of their minds. So anybody who wants to get on the Miami train, now's your chance. I'm all set. <laughs> uh, New York, the fifth seed offed Cleveland again in a gentleman's sweep. Uh, Cleveland was the four seed. Um uh Philadelphia offed Brooklyn. Looks like four to four to zero and uh Boston and Atlanta are still playing. So Atlanta, the Hawks are the seven seed. Boston is the two seed. Boston's the team that the Warriors beat last year to win the championship. Mm -hmm. But they're not looking so great. Uh, So they're up three to two. So we'll see how they go. So that's three of the four semifinal teams in the Easter decided. In the West, we only have two decided. Mm. Uh, Denver finally took care of, uh, well, I shouldn't say finally. They, They beat four to one Minnesota which was not a surprise. They're the one seed in Minnesota was the eighth seed. Um, Minnesota was the 10th seed before the play-in tournament. And then Phoenix finished off the Clippers. Remember how I always say that, like, everybody thinks Kawhi Leonard's amazing, but I've never seen it. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard's out with a torn meniscus again. So, like... Oh, jeez. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I'm very sorry for him. I'm sure that sucks. But this continues the trend of everybody's like, the Clippers are going to win because Kawhi Leonard. And no. No. Yikes. So Denver versus Phoenix, which should be good. Phoenix is an interesting team this year. They've got Kevin Durant, who used to be on the Warriors, and they've also got Chris Paul. Oh, yeah. I forget that he's a Phoenix Mm -hmm. now. He is, yeah. And they've got Kevin Booker, who's playing amazing. So if if the Warriors eventually end up playing Phoenix, that'll be an interesting series. Um, Sacramento. who, Who would they face in the next round? If I don't want to get us ahead of ourselves, but probably the Lakers. Um, so Memphis is playing the Lakers, Memphis versus LA. Um, Lakers are up three games to one. Uh, Memphis has John Morant, who I actually really like a lot and think is a great player, but his team is not, the rest of the guys are not holding up their end of the bargain and they've got several players out on injury. So at this point they would need a miracle, um, so that would be interesting because then you'd have a bracket of the sixth seed and the seventh seed playing each other, having defeated the second and the third seeds. Um, wow. I love yeah, upsets like that. I know yeah. I do too. Uh, and if the Warriors play the Lakers, it's it would be interesting because it'd be Steph versus LeBron again. And we all know how that tune went a few for a few rounds uh, when LeBron was in Cleveland. Uh, spoilers, the Warriors won most of the time, but not always. Um, 
So that would be interesting. They've also got Anthony Davis, who I sports hate and think is terrible. Um, <laughs> so I'd be more than happy to see him get his comeuppance. LeBron, I respect the hell out of. Like, he's never on right. a team that I've rooted for, but but kudos. Um, so, yeah, we're probably, we're going to knock wood again, looking at Warriors-Lakers in the next round, um, which would be cool. That'd be interesting. Uh, between Denver and Phoenix, if if the Warriors make it into the second round and manage to put away the Lakers, would I rather have them play Denver or would I rather have them play Phoenix? I'd probably rather have them play Phoenix, but that's a tough one. Both of those teams are good, so I don't know. I want them to exhaust each other, so they should play <laughs> yep. for seven games, and then we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main thing that's interesting about the Warriors is that nobody has gone off yet. So like, usually you get, you know, just a lights out game from Steph or from Clay or somebody. And that just hasn't happened yet. They've all been playing well together. They've all been playing good defense. They've been hitting shots, but nobody's just like gone for 40 or gone for 50 or anything like that. Draymond got 21 points in last night's game, which he hasn't done since Christmas of 2019. Oh, (laughs) damn. Yeah, he's not a scorer. He usually scores like between three and ten. Uh Yeah. Well, that's a good night. Yeah, it was. Yeah. He's he's doing it. No. So that's my Warriors story. I was very pleased that they won last night. I was a little nervous. But now that they have done that, I feel a little better. We'll see. Yeah. If that's premature or not. Well, hockey playoffs are also going on. Uh, yeah. There's no team in the East that I particularly care about. Um, we have the Avs and the Stars and in the West. Um, the Avs I've are... heard the Kraken are getting the better of the Avs. They are. They are. They're up three to two. Um, they play again, I want to say tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow yeah, night. that's right. Um not terribly surprising. It's really hard for the previous season's Stanley Cup winner to come back and make a deep run. They also have mm-hmm. a substantial number of injuries on the team. The Avalanche does. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have no problem with the Kraken. I call them Caps West because they have so many former Washington Capitals players. That's funny. Um, I mean, I'd love to see the Avs go at it again, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Neither of them are going to get out of the second round anyway, because the winner of Avs uh, Kraken is going to go on to play the winner of Stars Wild, and we want the Stars Mm. to go for it. The Stars have been playing lights out this season. They've quietly had a really, really good season, and they are playing pretty fantastically in the playoffs. They're up, Mm. excuse me, they're down three to two. Um, No, they're up three to two. (laughs) <laughs> it was like they've been playing fantastically they're down three to yeah she sounded very excited for them being down three to I two know. i'm sorry no i the nhl app sucks Fair. um <laughs> yeah they're up three to two they play tomorrow night um and if they continue to play the way they've been playing in this postseason they will go far so very excited about that nice yeah yeah um Two teams could be eliminated tonight, mm. uh, the Lightning and the Jets. I'm fine with either of those teams getting eliminated, but I'm also fine with the two games happening tonight, the stadium's just imploding. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> so, 
Yep, that's that's all the hockey news for now. Uh, I think in a in a future episode we'll get into some of the other hockey drama that's happened this season that I've been remiss on mm. with all the packing and moving across the country. Yeah, right, I think you've got a good excuse. Yeah, yeah. that'll take you out yeah. of it for sure. Yeah, I'm glad you guys understand at the very least. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think on that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Yeah. Go Dubs. Sounds pretty good. All right. So uh, thank you once again for listening to Foul Puck. Uh, you can email us at foulpuckpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at foulpuckpodcast. We are on Twitter at foulpuckpod. And our website is foulpuckpodcast.net. Rachel, you want to give some props? Look how much smoother this goes when Rebecca's here. It's amazing. So much, so much better. We were lost without you, Rebecca. (laughs) I couldn't even remember my line, which is, I would like to thank Joe for doing our editing and Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com for our music. And I would like to encourage everybody to go root for the Warriors because they're going to be amazing and they're going to do another back-to-back championship, which would be terrific because they're great. Uh, And also to likewise root for us and rate us and review us on the podcast listening to app of your choice. And, uh, you know, Twitter's a cesspool trash fire, but you know, retweet but we're still us there. If you feel so moved. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and still in the dumpster. Uh, yeah, actually I hanging out. I know I said, I'm hanging I was... with the possums. <laughs> I know I was going to say, I said I was going to wrap us up, but then you said Twitter. Um, Giannis, oh, no. Atentacumpo? Is that how you say his last name? Oh, Chanis Atentacumpo. Oh, I'm sorry, Chanis. I got his last name and not his first name. <laughs> you did. Um, That's impressive. I, I retweeted a video of him today um, mm-hmm. talking about how losing or getting kicked out of the playoffs isn't yep. failure, how it's a step to success. And I just thought that was such a wholesome video and such a like a well-rounded, well-adjusted comment from an athlete that you never hear before. And so just, if you haven't seen that, go check it out. All right, now take us home, Nancy. (laughs) Oh, you said it. Rate, review, subscribe. Give us five stars. Yes. Uh, Tell your friends. Tell your possums. And And uh, we'll be back uh, soon, I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, go hit some balls. Yeah. Like the NBA. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe not like that. (laughs) Shh, I'm podcasting.